So this is the last uh, shear of the year. Rosh Hashanah is coming up. Uh, I'm a big believer in the auspicious nature of time. Time is not linear, it's cyclical. So we're coming to that period of self-reflection. And as a child, nothing caused more shivers down my spine. And Rochelle will remember in Finchley Central Synagogue in London, circa 1960 to 66, when my father would have to blow chauffeur. And he would get through the first 30, no worries. And the second 30, no worries. And he would get through the third 30. But the last 10, those last 10, oh my gosh, he had to kvetch through the chauffeur. And we as children were living the shame. You know, we were living his chauffeur vicariously. And the song that he sang after the first 30, before Musaf, was before Ashrei, is also the word Ashrei. Ahashrei, hawaham yodei and when my father would say that, you know, it like, it was a point, I don't know, it had a mythical resonance to this day, and no one sings it that way, my Hasidish. What does that mean? Ashrei Ha'am, happy is the people, straight out of Psalm 89, Ashrei Ha'am, Yodei Teruah. Now, the fact that it's put in the machza right after Tkia Shofar, happy are the people who know the sound, Yode Trua, the sound of the horn blast. So the Pashtus, the plain meaning of the word Trua then, uh, is the horn blast, the Shofar. And that's what I want to share with you today. I want to share with you the Degel Machne Ephraim in a radical Torah, that completely changes, once we've learnt it, the whole complexion of what is Rosh Hashanah and what is the Shofar and what is Teshuva. Happy are the people who know the Teruah. We won't now translate it. We're just going to call it Teruah. We know that the Shofar blasts are split into three types of musical prosody. Tekiah, a single long blast, Shavarim, three broken blasts, and Trua, at least nine stuttering staccato blows. Those are the three. The psalmist, if he wanted to say, Yode Terua, and we are associating Trua with the blowing of the shofar, we have to ask ourselves, why is it that he chose the third group of blowing of the shofar. Not the Takiyah, not the Shvarim, but he says, Ashrei Om, happy is the people who know the staccato truer, the staccato plus. So that's the first question we would have. We'll come back to that. So the, the Degel in true Midrashic style brings us an intertext. The proof text is Psalm 89, Ashrei Om. Now he's going to, with his word association, bring us another intertext, a verse from Devarim, 
And that verse is an interesting verse because it's the way Bilam praises instead of curses the Jews in Numbers uh, 23-21. So first of all, he says, How goodly are the tents of Jacob, and we use that in our liturgy. And then he says something that connects the truer of Ashrei Om Yodei truer with what he says, and the blessing is, You know, I received a blessing. He has blessed, but God has blessed you, and even though I came to curse you, how can I do that? I have to bless you as well, because it is God's will. Now the critical verse, Lo, he beat Aven Biyakov. He, referring to God, has not seen any iniquity in Jacob. Velo ra'a amal Israel, biblical parallelism, and he has not seen any perversity in Israel. And now the statement, Adonai Elohav Imo, God, his God, the Lord, his God, Imo is with him. And I'm going to come back to, is it, is it with him or in him? Emo could be in either way. Emo with him. Or we could have said Bo in him, but it's Emo with him. Uteruas melech Bo. Ha! That enigmatic word Teruah comes up again. Teruas melech Bo. And the horn blast of the king is with him. You would have to say the announcing of the king with the horn blasts or the merriment of the king or the majesty of the king as manifested by the litany of troops that are blowing the horn as he arrives, something like that. But that's not what Rashi says. If you look at Rashi, Utruas Melechbo, here we have the first key to understanding that that word Trua may not refer, certainly midrashically, exponentially, to the literal trua of the horn blast. Rashi says, Lashon chiba v'reut, terua, rea, terua, rea is friendship, neighborliness. Lashon chiba v'reus, the expression of utruas melech bo, and the trua of the king is in him, expresses dearness and friendship. So, Trua can also mean the blast of a trumpet or a shofar, and that's the way the Ibn Ezra and the Ramban explain it, and the Gemara and Rosh Hashanah 32. However, Rashi, no, he goes, I'm going to tell you that this is an expression of reyut. That's more consistent with the plain meaning of the text. Adonai Elohabimo, the Lord God is with him, and the friendship of the king is in him. Ohe David, Rea David. It says in 2 Samuel 15, Rashi citing two other places in Tanakh where the root Resh Ayin Hey could mean friendship. Rea David, he who loves David. 2 Samuel 15. And also Vayitna Lamarehu. Marehu in Judges 15. And he gave her to his friend. Lastly, our Targum itself, the earliest witness to any kind of interpretation, remember, 
Translation is never translation. It's always an interpretation as well. The Targum doesn't say the trumpet of the king. It says, Ushechinas malkahom beinehom. And the Shekhinah of their king is among them. What does that mean, the Shekhinah? Targum Onkelos, like Rashi, doesn't seem truer as meaning a chauffeur. He agrees that the word means friendship. But he uses something even more profound. He says the Shekhinah is the friendship, meaning... Now, you have to know what that word Shekhinah means in different time periods in history. Onkelos is second century. So, yes, we do have some mystical literature, Hechalot literature. But the idea of the Shekhinah as a separate hypostatic entity doesn't come till the Sefer Bahar, the Yitzirah, and the Zohar, which is already early medieval. So when he says Shekhinah with them, it means it in the classical biblical sense. The Shochanti Besochom. Asuli Mikdash, it says in Pasha's Vayakel, make me a, a cupboard. The Asuli Mikdash, make me a sanctuary. The Shochanti Besochom, so I can dwell, Shochain, dwell among you. The Shekhinah, the presence of the divine. There's no splitting between masculine and feminine. We're not there yet. It's early, much earlier on. The onclus means that the presence of the divine. He would never allow for any kind of anthropomorphism. Onclus is writing in a time where the philosophers of the Hellenistic period are criticizing uh, Jewish translators for anthropomorphism by literally translating the eye of God, the heart of God. God sees. God doesn't see. He's all-seeing. So onclus is very careful not to allow literal translations that's why he is already interpreting and so he can't use the word friendship it's too anthropomorphic it's too emotional god doesn't have feelings so his presence the the shekhinah malkahom they named the shekhinah's presence is among them now the daigel brings this intertext from bilam's blessing of am yisrael uteruas melech bo and the truer, the friendship of the king is Bo, inside him, in him. And he takes that literally and carries on. Ki af adam over avera. Despite the person completely sinning over averus. This is that period of time. This is a, a meditation on Rosh Hashanah. A meditation on Rosh Hashanah. Even though a person is over averus, this is now a highly mystical Hasidic interpretation that goes already back to the Magid and, of course, to the Tanya, whose critical message is that every Yid has a Chelek Elokai Mimal, but it goes already back to the Arizal, that there is a peace of God in us. There is a peace of the divine in each. So that is in the right side of the heart. It swells or the pintle yid, that moment, that point of godliness in our cells called the neshama. There are five levels of soul, nefesh, ruach, neshama. Those are within the physical location of our body. Chaya yechida is above, beyond the body. Chayna kelokai mimal. 
So if it's true, he says, that a, a yid has a felek elokai mimal, meaning a piece of elokai, a piece of the divine, bevadai yachsob b'tshuva. Of course he's going to do tshuva. Now when he says tshuva, he doesn't mean what you and I got brought up with. Get beaten over the head. Do tshuva, slicha. My father used to wake me, and there was always a chill in September in London. <laughs> we didn't have central heating, so all he had to do was lift the covers from my toes I would wake up and he goes come on it's slichas weather time for slichas right every day we have to get up earlier than usual to go for slichas that's not what the daigle means here bavadai automatically he's saying a person will want to in line with Rav Cook's orota tshuva right this isn't about gloom and doom this isn't about sin and punishment about reward this is all about there's something about the word teshuva he's going to tell us. Because I have a chelak elokai within me, why? Because I'm going to give you something called metaphysiology. There's the physiology of the soul, right? There's the physiology of the body, the blood system, the nervous system, the urinary tract. That's the physiology, how things work, the plumbing not the anatomy of the structure, but the physiology, how it all works. And now I'm going to give you a metaphysiology of the soul. And I want to tell you something about the soul. This comes already from the Zoya Fela Gimel 73a, in which we're told that Kuchabrihu, Deoraisa, and Amisrael are all one. There is some kind of mystical unity between Am Yisrael as the Ecclesia, the Knesset Yisrael, the Church of Israel that contains all the souls of Am Yisrael, past, present, and future. It's an organic being, this called Knesset Yisrael, what later will be called Shekhinah. That is separated from the divine, from from the sin of the serpent, whatever, the Shvirat HaKelim. So God and the Shekhinah, which is the sum total of Klal Yisrael's soul, and that intermediary we call the Logos, the Torah, it's a hypostatic spiritual entity. All those three things are connected. So he says, Bavadai, if God and Am Yisrael are connected, Chelek Elokai inside me, it is clear that I will return to that after having done an Avera. Why? Because he adds, This Torah, which is intermediary between the infinite divine and the finite Knesset Yisrael, this hypostatic intermediary, the Torah, isn't just a written text on parchment of black letters on white parchment. It is an independent, spiritual, hypostatic reality that connects the divine to Klal Yisrael. A whole new spin on Har Sinai. Mahmud Har Sinai then is an ongoing thing, not a historical thing. It's an ongoing thing. If a Yid allows that process to take place within him, Har Sinai is occurring on an ongoing basis. But now he has given us the metaphysiology of why it is bavadai. Of course, a person, after having disconnected himself from Torah, 
by doing an Avera, will want to reconnect to the Torah, because that part of him, which is the Chelek Elokai Mimal, is driving him back to the Torah, since he's organically connected to it. In Cain, so then his question becomes a philosophical question. How is it in the first, first place? How, how is it possible in the first place that I should do a sin? If it's true that I'm connected through my neshama to the Torah, to the divine, so how could I have done a sin in the first place? Now he splits in that verse of Bilam the difference between, it's really just a biblical poetic parallelism. It's a beautiful parallelism. It's a poetic parallelism. But he said, no, 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 no. There's a reason why he used the two expressions of Yaakov and Israel. What a dazzling idea. What the Degel is saying is that when Bilam is giving us a blessing and saying that God doesn't see any iniquity in us, he's actually ratcheting it up to a higher level uh, philosophically and radically by suggesting that not only do I not see Am Yisrael in the Madrega Gedola, that's Yisrael, the Knesset Yisrael, Yisrael in all its glory that is fulfilling the Torah, but even Lohibit Aven Biyakov on the Madrega Ktana, when I'm in Ktana in the technical term in Fasidus, Katnas, there's godless and cutness. That's not just when I'm fulfilling or not fulfilling the rote of doing the halachas and breaking the halachas or not breaking the halachas. It's about spiritual God awareness. Godless means an expansive awareness of the divine in all aspects of my life. Cutness means I'm disconnected. I can't see the rabbinical in anything. And the Degel is now saying, how is it possible? If you're so connected, like you claim in this metaphysiology, this textbook of physiology of the soul, how is it possible to separate? Ah, well, a person is always a rotsoy and a shov. There's, the spiritual life is never an, on an equanimity basis. It's always up and down. It's a sine wave. That's how the soul pulsates, like the heart pulsates, the soul pulsates. For some of us, like me, the downtime is much, much longer and lasting. And then the little bit of fuse religious experiences, and then it's back to the blotter. As I told you, my Hasidus is the Hasidus of the blotter. But nevertheless, there are moments of ecstasy and exalted spiritual awareness. That's cutness and godless. So he is now taking and expropriating Bilam, making Bilam into a Hasidic Shereba, and saying, Ashreya Am Yode Trua. Happy are the people who know Terua. They know the friendship of God. How do they know it? Lohi Bitov in Yaakov, Lohi Bit Yisrael. Whether it's Yaakov in the state of cutness or in Yisrael in the state of godless, right? I have not seen iniquity in them. Why? Why have I not seen that? 
Ki Adonai Elokav Imo. Well, because I am Imo. I am with him. Onochi Imchobatzara. I am with you in your tsar. Yesterday's Haftorah, but Tsarasam Lo Tsar, right? We're in the seven Haftorahs of Nechama in chapter 66 of Isaiah. But Tsarasam Lo Tsar. I'm with them in their Tsar, in their suffering, Isaiah is saying, looking forward to the Geula that he thought was going to come so soon. But the word Lo, but Tsarasam Lo Tsar, I'm with him, that's just the Kativ. The Kri, the way we read it, is with an Aleph. That means I'm not with him in his Tsar. And you can't have it both ways. That's how brilliant Chazal is. Chazal are reading the Ketiv as, yes, I'm with him. I, in Isaiah's time, maybe he felt he was with him. But the way we, in Maseches Sofrim, after the Churban, in the state of Galut, we can't make that statement. And the, the Kri, the, the Balkoya reads it with an Aleph. Can you hear a difference? No, you can't. Low, low is the same low. With an aleph, una aleph, mit an aleph. Makes no difference. But the philosophical point is brilliant. And the Orachaim says a huge vort on that. The low with an aleph and the low with a vol. The low with a vol is Torah Shabbat That's the way it should be on the highest madrega. It's not the way it is in reality. In reality, we are in fact in Galut. And the low is with an aleph. Here, God is with us. And the trua, the friendship of the king is with him. Shehi HaTorah. What is the trua melech bo? The trua is the Torah. What do you mean the trua is the Torah? The trua is a trumpet. The trua is friendship. What? Well, look at the words trua. <laughs> Ki he Torah ayin. This is a beautiful, beautiful Tikkun Zohar. You know, we, we are learning Tikkun Zohar. I'm trying to make the deadline between Rosh Chodesh Elul and, uh, and, and Yom Kippur. So we split the Tikkunim, uh, into 45 chapters and try to get through one each day. And in Tikkun 21, he says, Teruah is Torah, Tof, Vav, Reish, Hey, Ayin. Torah plus Ayin is truer. What is Torah? What's the Ayin? And he goes into a mystical explanation that the Tekiah is the Sephirotic tree of Chesed, Gevura, and the balance in Teferis. And Shavarim is the hard, Netzachod, and the balance in Yesod. But the teruah is the middle kav. There's two sides. There are three lines. The two sides are shvarim, tekiah, and, and shvarim. The middle is the balance. The teruah is the balance between the harshness of the shvarim, meaning shvarim to break. You break it into three. And the kindness of tekiah, which is a long, single, shrill note. And the balance between those is the staccato of Trua, which is the middle pillar of the whole sephirotic tree that balances everything and that connects Malthus with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That level, that middle level is Torah. 
And Torah, therefore, is Tiferes, which is the middle level, plus Ayin, which is the seven, seven times ten is seventy, the seven, the diminutive of Ayin, which is seven, the seven Sephirotes that support it. So Torah Ayin, in this mystical exposition from the Tikkunim, from the Zohar, the Degel is telling us is what? It's Torah Ayin. How does God connect to his people? Through the Torah, Utruas Melech Bo, the truer, the friendship, the Torah Ayin is within him, in each of us. Therefore, God is with us because God is in the Torah, the Torah is within us, and therefore, how is it possible for him not to look overlook the iniquity? Shemishom Shorish Nishmosom, the Torah. And the Ayin, the 70 nations, Ayin Umamos, the Torah plus the Ayin is the source for our Neshamas. The rice of a good Shabrich Kulachad. And that's connected to the Rabboni Shalom. So now he ends up Vezehu. Ashreha on Yode Serua. Back to our original Baltakia and the tittering of my dad after he's blown the chauffeur. Ashreha on. Happy are the people. He's now going to reread it completely. Ashrei Ha'om, happy are the people, Yode Terua, meaning they are Yode, not intellectual knowledge, but Das, for Adam Yodea et Chavo Ishto, the deepest experiential knowledge of a man and a woman with each other physically. In mystical literatures, the deepest experiential knowledge of the divine. Ashrei Ha'om, happy other people, Yode Teruah, who experienced the Teruah, the Torah with the Ayin, the Torah with the Ayin, Umitchabrim Torah, and connect through their Ayin, through their Neshama to the Torah. If they are able to do that, happy are the people who are able to experience the divine in the Torah. Happy are the people who are therefore able to do that, then if they're able to do that, meaning if they're in the state of godless, which is Israel, then then they are able to walk in the light of your face, meaning that the Orisa and Kuchabricha are all one. It's an absolutely stunning redefining of Teruah, redefining of Teshuva. Now, what is Teshuva? When a person does a sin, of course he has to return to Teshuva. Here, Teshuva doesn't mean, I thinned, I've done. Here is Teshuva means Toshuv Hey. He is returning the hay of Torah <laughs> to its rightful place inside him. He has disconnected the hay from Torah. And therefore, in order to reconnect, he has to reconnect through the Torah Ein, through his neshama, through to the Torah. But Vadai, he'll do that. Because he's connected to the Torah. The Torah and his neshama are one. And so... When Bilam is actually praising us, he's actually saying, Lohi Bita Vindiakov. 
Lo Ra'ama Yisrael. Yeah, I understand Lo Ra'ama Yisrael when Am Yisrael is in godless and they're having a spiritual high and they're connected to the Torah and the Ayin and the Kochebrichu. Yeah, for sure. I'm not going to see any iniquity because they're not doing any sins. What about when they're in Yaakov, when they're in Katniss, when they've done Averus? Lo, he beat Avin. I don't go looking for it. I don't go looking for it, the Rabbana Shalom says. Why? <laughs> I'm there with him. Usruas Melech Bo, the Torah Ayin that's part of me connecting to them, Bo is with them. What should I do? I, I'm, I'm, it's like a part of me. I'm not going to cut off a part of my own hand. That's the radical Torah that he's telling us. For sure he's going to do tshuva and klap al It's the physiology of the yid that is connected to the divine through this hypostatic intermediary, this fluffy ether we call Torah, that is going to bring him back. He won't stay in the cutness. There is a sine wave that will carry him like a wave into godless. And what will that be? It will be triggered by the auspicious time of Rosh Hashanah and the truer, the sound of the truer. So the sound of the truer is the Yode truer. Happy are the people who experience the truer. They're experiencing the auspicious moment where the shofar blasts bring them to the Torah of Ayin that reconnects them following their sin. It's an automatic thing that comes with the beauty. It's a whole new spin on Torah mitzvahs. Mitzvahs isn't something, this halachic heaviness that I have to go through to fulfill. Did I do my, they used to clock my father, the shvarim had to be done within 18 seconds. And the rabbi would be counting the seconds. And if he did, took too long, he'd make it go over that, right? This is a whole new theology. This is the concept. You got to let go and let God. You got to sit back and allow Rosh Hashanah to waft over you. And when you hear that truer, that Yode truer, Ashrei, you have to be Basimcha. You have to be Basimcha because something's happening to the physiology of your soul that's washing away the sin, that is taking it away, that the Rabboni Shalom is giving you this Torah ayin, which is this gift that washes away all that schmutz. May we all have the most wonderful, enlightening experience. And may we come to that level of Yode Trua, not intellectual knowledge of keeping the mitzvah of doing the shofar, but experiencing the gift uh, of those sounds, and especially the Trua, which is the balance in our lives between the hardness of the Shvarim and the sweetness of the Tzakiyah. Shana tova umetuka.